and cursed, punched in the face For facing this life of the human race Some say patriot, some say traitor Guess it depends on historical speculators Astronaut sons of the CIA To take my life far, far away Instead the curse fell on his head at 26 He's stone cold dead Adam I grew up dreaming to tell my stories Of fancy tales of angelic glory Instead my train derailed my truth My dear old grandma old old Ruth She said the truth was worth to die To beat old Satan, to beat his lies I left my dreams to fight for truth A dear old grandma Old, old Hi, you guys. Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs. Haven't seen you for a little while. This is Lost Arts Radio, and we're honored and blessed to have uh, a special guest with us that you've met before. And uh, you know him as Bart Sabrell. He's the, wrote a book called The Moon Man. He's been a, involved in the TV industry for a long time, been a producer, been on a lot of TV shows, mainline TV. He's got a new movie coming out we're going to talk about. And his book, Moon Men, we'll start with that uh, because it's really significant in many ways to what's going on right now in the world and what needs to happen to avoid uh, some catastrophic results that we don't want to see. So welcome back, Bart. It's really a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for being here. No, thank you, Richard. Thanks for having me on. So um, when you were on before, we talked about the fake moon landing. And the fact that you had exposed it with great documentation, written about it in your book, Moon Man, which I recommend to anybody who's interested in the subject at all. And uh, I guess that let's do a real quick review for the people that maybe weren't with us the first time. And, you know, this is going to be about the focus of the fact that the U.S. Uh, mission to the moon was actually staged and didn't happen from what Bart has found out. And how did you even get interested in finding out about that part? How did that come about? Well, I used to think the moon missions were real, just like everybody else. And uh, in fact, I had a bedroom wall that was a shrine to the moon mission. I had about wow. 20 pictures of Apollo 11 on the wall that I saw every day, 10 years in a row, 3,650 times, assuming that they were on the moon. And wow. then I saw a gentleman uh, giving a TV interview by the name of William Casing, who worked for NASA during the Apollo program, who said it never happened and that they bluffed like in poker. So I'm an open-minded 14-year-old when I first heard that. And I go back to my bedroom wall and look at the pictures a little more critically. And I'm like, huh, you can kind of see where the real soil ends and the fake backdrop begins there. When, when, did he, when, did, when did he say that in that interview? I was 14 years old at the time, so that would have been about 1975. And how, uh, how was how was he allowed to say that on television? Well, he was one of the first guests, believe it or not, on the Oprah Winfrey show. He wrote a oh. book called "We Never Went to the Moon," and uh, he worked at NASA for six years during the Apollo program with very high security clearance. He edited memos going from Von Braun to the Pentagon to correct their grammar. He had to have high security clearance to do that. He read a memo from Von Braun to the Pentagon warning them not to attempt a manned mission live on TV because there was a 99.99% chance they would kill the crew if they tried it because they right. had never done such a thing. I mean, what they you know claimed is they went from never being in outer space to walking on the moon in eight and a half years when it took 10 years to, or 20 years to put a telescope into Earth orbit. That was 10 years behind schedule, right? Right, right. So right. if it takes 20 years to put a telescope in Earth orbit, that's 10 years behind schedule. How can they go from never being in space to walking on the moon in eight and a half years, right? Kennedy misspoke. He said, we're going to definitely go to the moon before the end of the decade when that proved to be an impossibility. They decided like a good poker player who had crap to go all in. Mm -hmm. To make yeah, I, rem I, I remember watching him say that live on TV. Well, that was a mistake. And when yeah. he became a martyr, his goals became all the more significant. And when the federal government under Johnson found out that they could not go, they could have just told the truth. Well, I'm sorry, 
we just it just can't be done. Why don't you but, explain to people why it's impossible? Well, for a number of reasons. Uh, right now, they're saying to quote return to the moon. They have to first, for some strange reason, make mm. eighteen fuel trips to the space station first. That's what they're saying just four weeks ago. In order mm. to go to the moon with humans, they have to make. 18 fuel trips to the space station first, ferry up the fuel, and then go to the moon. For some reason, they didn't do that the first time. In fact, we found a publication from Von Braun that says in order to go to the moon in one trip, the rocket Mm -hmm. is so big it would weigh 10 times the amount of the Queen Mary, be taller than the Empire State Building, and it would have to weigh 800,000 tons. Well, This is to carry enough fuel? That's right. So the Saturn V was 2,500 tons instead of 800,000. Now, that's a difference of 30,000%. That's why they're saying to return to the moon, they have to make 18 fuel trips first. Funny, they didn't do that the first time. And then, you know, my book, which is at sibrel.com, it's on audio, Kindle, or print. It's interactive, like video links. Read a chapter, watch a link to back it up. Well, one of the links is Kelly Smith, engineer from NASA, saying on camera that the Earth is surrounded by a deadly field of radiation and that every manned mission has been well below that except going to the moon. You'd have to go through it. Then he says something really interesting. He says the radiation is so deadly that the technology necessary for an astronaut to survive going through it on a trip to the moon has yet to be invented. So if the technology doesn't exist today to survive radiation on a trip to the moon, how did they have that 50 years ago exactly? (laughs) And if it takes 18 fuel trips to go to the moon today, how could they go on one trip, you know, 50 years ago? And so there's a number of reasons why they can't go to the moon today. I mean, think about it. NASA has never kept a schedule in their entire history, except the most complicated mission of all time. Just to put a telescope into Earth orbit, they're 10 years behind schedule. In 2014, they said they will have men orbiting the moon in 2018. Double the time, meaning they're 100%, 200% behind schedule, and they only have mannequins orbiting the moon. Now, how come people can play golf on the moon 50 years ago, and today only mannequins can orbit the moon? Well, because of the radiation, right? And so... There's all these proofs that they didn't go. The moon is a thousand times farther than NASA can send astronauts today without killing them. They can only send them 250 miles into space. So what they're really saying is they had a thousand times greater technology in 1969 than they do today. Well, wait a minute. It's impossible for technology to be greater in the past and in the future, right? Which well, means, they're about to disprove that, actually, Bart. If they go ahead with the nuclear war plans right now, technology in 100 years may be considerably well, behind. Yeah, technology could be greater in the past if a meteor strike or nuclear war happens, but that hasn't uh-huh. happened in the last 50 no. years, has it? So <laughs> you're really good on technicalities there, Richard. So <laughs> they're kind of stuck with this lie. They, You know, I guess the government, as usual, thinks short term. I mean, I spent a lot of my life in Nashville, Tennessee, and there's an interstate 65 north that every five years they add a lane to. They've done this, you know, five times in a row over 25 years. Well, why not just put in five lanes one time? Because, you know, it would save so much money. They don't think further ahead, do they? And so when Nixon came up with this lie, they figured, well, you know, maybe we'll eventually go and no one will care when we finally do go. And then they didn't realize that 50 years would go by and they still can't go. I mean, they have said they're going to return to the moon 10 times, you know, in 50 years. And they are never, never able to keep that schedule. I mean, that's kind of unusual, isn't it? Yeah. When they blew up the first atomic bomb, I think that was 1945, just 10 years mm-hmm. later, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. So if they could go to the moon so easily on the first attempt, when all of NASA combined had one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, we would have mm-hmm. been on Mars 10 years later. We'd be in another solar system by now, and there'd be bases all over the moon. There are bases so at the you- South Pole, right? Right. <laughs> and it's right, 100 miles right. Our winds at 100 degrees below zero. Why? They wouldn't just be too busy to go again. Right. 
So, so when you saw Casey say that, you decided to prove whether he was right, I guess, right? Yeah, basically, uh, I uh, was originally uh, asked by Bill Casey as a filmmaker, that's how I made my living, uh, mm-hmm. to make a documentary about it. And tell you the truth, I turned down the project. Because I, as I started looking into it, I realized there was a, actually a lot of evidence indicating it might have been falsified. And I realized that this is a big government secret. And if I start, you know, digging into it, it could be hazardous to my health. So yeah, I, definitely. I'm like, I'm not going to risk my life for what Nixon did. Forget about it. No, thank you. Right. And then I had a client who uh, said they'd get a screenplay of mine to a famous producer if I did them a favor. And I'm like, what favor? They said, read the Bible. So I had the Bible on the shelf next to my thesaurus dictionary encyclopedia for research as a writer, but I never read the thing. So mm-hmm. I got a one-year Bible, read the Bible in 365 daily reads five times over the next five years. Okay. And I realized there is a struggle between good and evil and right and wrong and truth and lies. Right. And I realized if they faked the moon mission, that's more profound historically than if they'd actually gone. And I realized this is an important truth that mankind needs to know. I'm going to die anyway, and it is a truth worth dying for. So as serendipity would have it, I meet a millionaire who builds rockets for NASA, who knows it's fake, who gives me a million dollars to produce these films to expose it. Wow. And lo and, lo and behold, in the course of making a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, we uncover classified footage of the crew of Apollo 11 faking part of the mission right in front of your eyes. I showed it to the news director at NBC. He agreed. It proves they never went to the moon, and he refused to broadcast it for fear it would cause a civil war. Ten years go by, another news director looks at it. They say this proves they didn't go to the moon. We're going to buy exclusive rights to it, broadcast it nationwide on a TV special, and expose this. They get a call from the federal government threatening them, and so they cancel the program. So, right. and so after I made these movies, you know, for, first after I made the first one, I come up with the idea, I guess, from watching courtroom dramas. Why don't we just ask these Apollo astronauts to swear on the Bible whether they yeah. walked on the moon or not? Right. And that's where the famous punch came from because Buzz Aldrin wouldn't do it. And, um, uh, then uh, people want to know well, what went on behind the scenes. Well, there's a lot that went on behind the scenes that I didn't put in the movie, including the homicide of three Apollo astronauts who were murdered by the CIA. And that's not my opinion. It's the opinion of the dead man's widow and son who said their husband and father, who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon, was murdered by the CIA because he wouldn't participate in corruption. So, you know, that's pretty serious. So that I put in the book, which is not in the film. And then during the course of making these movies, I and finding this classified footage, I was followed from church and all these strange things started happening. Phone calls started being interrupted. And I was told by my elders, look, this is dangerous. You need to get this tape to CNN. And so I I literally drive in the middle of the night to CNN after I'm being followed and am surrounded by, you know, people who abduct me, take the tape, give me some sort of true serum drug that's so strong I start vomiting. Mm-hmm. And they ask me a series of questions like, where's the original and who has copies and things like that. I tell them everything they wanted to know. So the idea that you have to torture somebody to get information out of them is simply not true. I, right. I was in La La Land and told them everything they wanted to know. <laughs> so I escaped their custody, made my way back to Nashville, peed in a cup, and I said, I got him. I got true serum in me, and I'm going to prove that I was drugged by this exotic drug that only the CIA would have. So mm-hmm. I give it to a friend to put in a lab in his name, not mine, thinking right. I can out with the CIA. A few days go by, my friend says, well, there was a problem at the lab. And I'm like, oh, what problem? He says, well, the lab had a break-in over the weekend. And I said, yeah. Uh And he said, well, funny thing, the only thing stolen was your urine sample. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, and it really freaked out the people who run the lab. They're like, we don't know who you are, but take your business elsewhere. Right. It means they were watching you a lot more carefully than was known, huh? 
Yeah. And so the book, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, which you can get at sabrell.com in audio, I read, Kindle or print, goes into the behind the scenes misadventures of me dealing with the CIA while trying to uncover this fraud, including one interview in Astronauts Gone Wild, where I set up a monitor. I show an Apollo astronaut the fake footage we uncovered. He turns Mm -hmm. beet red becomes violent cursing, literally kicks me from behind. And in the commotion, I accidentally leave a wireless microphone on him. And in the commotion, my cameraman forgets to hit stop recording. So while he and his son are in his house, doors closed after my little adventure with them, uh-huh. and the cameras in the back seat of the rental car in the driveway, unbeknown to us, we're recording the private conversations of the astronaut and his son in his house, And we can hear them audibly on tape talking about calling the CIA to have me assassinated, which would not be necessary if they really went to the moon. Now, would it? And so as I'm writing this book and editing this, you know, together, I'm put in touch with a gentleman who was at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968, who confessed on his deathbed that he personally eyewitnessed the filming of the moon landing fraud a year in advance as he stood beside President Johnson, who personally gave him a list of 15 VIP witnesses who were allowed in to observe it, and we published the list of that 15 eyewitnesses in the book, some of whom are still alive. And when I'm editing the book, confirming the information with the dead man's son, the Mm -hmm. son is visited by government agents and threatened with death of him and his family if he ever talks to me again. This is less than two years ago. So they're agreeing with you that it's an important story. Of course. And they're very concerned that the truth will come out because not only did our tax dollars go into faking the moon landing, they were also spent to hire CIA agents who murdered the crew of Apollo 1, for not participating in the moon landing fraud. You see, that will come out too, that our government is murdering their own people to cover up their crimes. And they're doing it Mm -hmm. to this day. So don't you think something should be done about that? Yeah, this is relevant to everything that's going on now, actually. And it's a common theme that things are being exposed and then nothing happens. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you have 3,000 architects and engineers risking their reputation and livelihoods saying a pinball airplane can't bring down a steel-framed building. Just look at Oklahoma City bombing where half the building was blown away and the thing still stood. So a pinball airplane. So even though we have 3,000 architects and engineers saying, you know, planes did not bring it down, explosives did. Nothing is done about it. 20 years go by, nobody cares, because the way that they care is through the media doing a story about it, which they don't, because they're run by the criminals who did 9-11. Right. Right. So we're run run by a network of mafias, basically. That's right. They're gangsters. The people who run our country are gangsters. And they lie, and they steal, and they murder people who get in their way. Right, exactly. I think that's the little issue that has to be solved, because if that were not the case, it wouldn't be so hard to get Congress to tell the truth and things like that. Right now, they're told what they can say. They're said, they're told how far they can go, what they can't do, and they don't go to the point of indicting people unless they're told, you know, a specific person is okay to work with. And I mean, they're completely controlled, and I think it's mostly bribes and blackmail and threats to people's families and they, they'll let somebody know where well, your wife is on aisle three in the grocery store buying lettuce and your daughter's playing in the backyard on the swing set and she has a really nice dress on it's this color and you know what would you like to do well yeah that's probably why neil armstrong cooperated but didn't allow himself to be photographed on the moon there's not a picture of neil armstrong on the moon you would think there would be not a single one because he was he was on the visitors list where they filmed the tv images so he wasn't even in the spacesuit they had a double do that and so he cooperated but didn't have anything to do with it afterwards resigned never gave an interview about it except unless he was forced to do so same thing with michael collins two of the three guys don't want to talk about it pretty odd for the greatest event in human history huh 
Yeah, very. And uh, then you have William Benny, who just a few years ago, this is a guy who worked in upper management for the NSA, right. spit off the CIA, said, oh, by the way, we spy on the private conversations of Supreme Court justices on their cell phones so we can get sexual and financial impropriety on them so we can blackmail them to vote the way we tell them. An established right. fact, not contradicted, made some of the mainstream media Supreme Court justices are being blacked by people in the intelligence agencies of the federal government. Not Just a single investigation. When, what, no. Isn't that odd? Yeah. Not a single investigation into an undisputed fact that Supreme Court justices are being blackmailed. And consider the fact that people in Congress all the time vote on things they haven't read. Yeah, how about that famous in, quote? Don't read it, sign it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I don't know Unbelievable. I mean, a, a, a person actually tells Congress to read something after they sign it. Literally yeah, says so. Yeah. And yeah. read it see, after well, you sign it. Well, you have to pass it to know what's in it, right? Yeah. So we have a situation where the country is being run by this mafia of gangsters, as you said. And right now they're in the process of systematically destroying life on the planet. I think it's unfair to say they're just destroying people because it's clearly all life as far as I can tell systematically the people who run the world have said repeatedly out in the open they want to lower the population by 94% Yeah, I have a new podcast starting March 5th called Bart Sabrell's Box Escape oh yeah we need to tell people about that so the first episode Yeah, the first episode is the chief advisor to the people who run the world literally saying out of his mouth multiple times things worse than Hitler ever said. We got two to three billion useless people who aren't contributing to the economy. What are we going to do with these useless people? Well, I don't think the people who want to lower the population by 94 percent are just hoping it'll happen. I think no, they're they're, you know, what's really interesting is they're not doing it all at once and they have the technology to do that. They're doing it step by step by step. And it looks like a religious ritual to me, like a sacrifice. And well, I think they, I mean, they that, think they're going to. They're going to get yeah, I mean, some that same guy, that same guy, the chief advisor for the World Economic Forum. Mm hmm. He never said God didn't exist, and he never said Lucifer didn't exist. What he did say is don't obey Jesus and don't obey the Bible, which calls for repenting. And then the World Economic Forum, I was just looking at their logo a few weeks ago, and, you know, it's world on one line, economic on the other line, and forum on the other line, and they have it kind of misaligned, you know, not centered, so that the zeros... O's appear in a certain way with a half circle going through them and right there, hidden in plain sight is 666. Right? Yeah, it's an amazing coincidence, right? How about that? (laughs) And God said be fruitful and multiply, and they say the exact opposite. Get rid of 94% of the people, huh? How about that? Unfruitful and die. And, mm. and I think I think that 94% is what they're telling their servants, because if they told them the truth, it would really hurt morale if they let them know that it was 100%. Well, you know, it's interesting how liars believe lies, and uh, yeah. Satan will sacrifice his number two uh, to live one second longer. So they better look out. Snakes yeah. eat their own children. And Apollo astronauts who are still alive look out because that didn't stop them from killing the crew of Apollo 1. Or SEAL Team 6. And if you guys know the truth and you're still alive, they've got to be concerned. One of you might want to make a deathbed confession and tell the truth. So I think your days are numbered. And the only way to protect yourself is to tell the truth. So looking at ways to stop this whole thing before they succeed at nuclear war or one of the things that they're clearly after right now, um, we'd have to have a change of consciousness in the population so that they don't follow the orders of their dark rulers, right, somehow. Because right now, if the if the rulers didn't have everybody obeying them, they couldn't do this. 
Yeah, well, they create an excuse for compliance, uh, an excuse for taking away liberty. Well, it's the Patriot Act gives us the right, right to spy on our own people. Well, isn't that the Unpatriot Act? I mean, it's so juvenile, right? Yeah. If there's a, if there's a bill that says it's the Protect Children bill, you better believe it's going to do children harm. That's and right. And so they created this self interest scenario as to why to submit. This little thing that we've been going on through the last three years, I believe, is a psychological exercise for something that's coming down the pike to train people to submit for the reason of an emergency, uh, you know, right. self, self-interest. Yeah. I read a scripture the other day. It's in Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. It says that Lucifer holds mankind in slavery because of their fear of death. Why did people take a medicine for an illness they didn't even have? Fear of death. You better take it or you might die. And everyone became a slave to lining up and taking medicine for an illness they didn't have for fear yeah. of death. They're being held in slavery because of fear, fear of death in right. particular. If you're yeah. right with God, it doesn't really matter if you die, does it? Right? And you're well, going to die think, anyway. Right? That's true. I think there's a lot of fear of suffering, too, though. It's not just the death itself. It's fear of being tortured or having your family killed or, you know, things like that, whatever they can threaten you with. It's well, hard, for, hard for most people to say, well, go ahead and do it. I don't care. Well, maybe that's what separates true believers from fake believers, because it says in the book of James, even the demons believe. But if you have yeah. faith without deeds, your faith is useless. It, it yeah. seems like the rulers are are definitely highly religious, but they're Satanists. Yeah, yeah. they never they never say there's no God or Lucifer. <laughs> Interestingly, no. right with the six 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 and their logo, and the six 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 and the CERN logo, and the six 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 and the Republican logo. You know, the, and, you and know, in patents, pretty remarkable. Even patent applications, it's amazing. Yeah, and so. I don't know. What was Kubrick's uh, second to the last film? Uh, Full Metal Jacket. What did the guy say? The drill sergeant. God plays his games and the Marines play theirs. Well, they can play their games and God will play his games, which is you're going to gain the world and forfeit your soul. Right. And so that's maybe why the meek, the victims will inherit the earth. They're going to have their way as best as I can tell. And then what? I think the question is, in the end, this will all get worked out like you're saying, but what do we, if we don't want to go through more hell now, you know, what do we have to do to short circuit the whole plan so it doesn't go further? Because I'd like to see that. I I mean, the evil people could be overcome. I just don't think it's going to happen. The book of Revelation says plagues come, meteor storms, earthquakes, food shortages, pandemics come to wake Uh people up, to encourage them to repent. And then it goes on to say, but most people didn't repent anyway. Yeah, we theoretically could overthrow the evil people who run the world. We outnumber them. That's why they want to get rid of 94% of us beforehand, right? right? Right. But it's not going to happen. People spend 100 hours a month, two and a half work weeks watching television. What time is left over to to, uh, change the world? Go to any restaurant, walk through the restaurant, look at the tables. People are driving a distance to get to this restaurant. They're, they're, they're going there to have fellowship with one another. And I tell you, 90% of the people are not talking to people sitting across from them and next to them. They have their faces in their phones. I know, I know. Something is wrong. Not a coincidence. I mean, that's the whole thing that we're supposed to get tied to the phone so much that you can't do anything without it. That's why I have a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? The least possible. And least possible. So, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, found out for many years, scientists thought that praying mantises, which are extremely intelligent insects, mm-hmm. that they are cannibals. They just said, look, we put them, two of them in an aquarium together in these labs year after year after year, and they end up eating each other. They're cannibals. Well, a few years ago, some scientists said, uh, maybe we should study them in the wild. Oh, okay, never thought of that. 
So right. they go out and start filming them in the wild and they don't eat each other. They ate each other because they were confined against nature, which made them go crazy. And when people kind of are sounds living, like human cities. Huh? Well, or the screens, because what's going on in the screens is not real. It's right, artificial right, reality. Right, right. right. It's not reality. And if your brain is spending 90% of the time in artificial reality and 10% of the time in real reality, you will go and crazy. Inter- and it interprets the virtual reality is interpreted as real. You'll go crazy and people yeah. are going crazy, right? Yeah. One of the lies the government says is we have the best health care in the world. Wrong. We have the worst health care in the world. Proof is right out there out in the open. 70% of Americans are on prescription medicine. Is there any right. country in the world that has 70% of their population sick? That country has the worst health care in the world, not the best, right? Yeah. If you take well, it, away it, yeah. cancer, if you take away heart disease, open fact, the number one cause of death, if you remove those two, is medical mm-hmm. malpractice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's yeah. it's mind boggling. And then yeah. interesting in Revelation eighteen twenty three, people are discovering and talking of the last days, it says many people will be killed. It uses a poetic analogy. There won't be brides and bridegrooms anymore, meaning mm-hmm. most people will be dead, and then it says why. Yeah. As a sorcery. Well, what is the Greek word for sorcery? Pharmacology. It yeah. says that nations are deceived. And almost everybody is wiped out because of pharmacology. It says it right yeah. there in the Revelation eighteen yeah. twenty three, right? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think if you look at it from a normal analysis, it doesn't look extremely positive at the moment. You know, I, it's just my personal preference is I have a feeling for what it's like to go through what's coming. And I'd really prefer that nobody has to do that. Yeah, I mean... If there, um, if there was an alternative. The Bible says that sometimes God disciplines those he loves. And uh, that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But it will produce righteousness in those who have been trained by it. Right. So it says plagues will come. It says most people will not learn their lesson from it, but some will. And if it takes 150 million sperm, right, and only one makes it, think about that. Is God cruel throwing 149,999,000 sperm away and only allowing one to be born? Is that cruel? Maybe there's a similar sifting before we enter eternal life because he's not going to let evil people live forever. What what is knowing all that? What's your motive to expose things like the moon landing? Well, just imagine, Richard. Imagine right now we're talking leisurely. We both our phones are ringing off the hook. Everyone's saying you got to stop. You got to turn on the news. So we stop. We turn on the news. Right. And on the news is Buzz Aldrin tearfully confessing, "I'm so sorry. Please forgive me." I faked the moon landing. It was faked at Cannon Air Force Base, just like Bart Sabrell said in his book. Right. What would that be like? What would that be like? I mean, there'd be like an emotional dead silence throughout the world. It would be like a cold glass of water being thrown in your face. You wake up and you realize you've been sleepwalking and you look down and you realize you're one foot away from a cliff. That's so you're saying it that like. it, it gives a chance for humanity not to commit suicide? Yeah, it, it puts us in our place. It shows us the truth. It shows us the folly of our own making. I mean, they could have just said that Kennedy misspoke. And he set a goal. He wasn't a scientist. And it just can't right. be done. I mean, it can't be right. done 50 years later. Right. That's why there's right. mannequins orbiting the moon today. Yeah. They could have just said we can't do it, but they didn't do that. They're juvenile. It, faking the moon landing was juvenile. It didn't have to be done. And you certainly don't have to kill people to cover up something as silly as faking the moon landing. But they did that anyway. When I, you know, popped in the secret tape that says don't show to the public on the screen, 
Mm-hmm. You can see it for free at sabrell.com. When it when I saw over and over again the crew of Apollo 11 using a one-foot model to pretend they're looking back at the Earth when it's all mm-hmm. a one-foot model. Right. CIA telling them to fake a radio delay. When it dawned on me they really did not go to the moon, I just wept quietly. I thought, wow, they yeah. really faked the moon landing. This is our world. And it's not, you know, lying about saccharine is good for you or bad for you. It's lying about the greatest accomplishment in human history that Nixon said was the greatest event since creation when yeah. he knew they were not there. You see that? Yeah. What did God do when they put in writing that the Titanic was the ship that God himself could not sink? What did God do about that? And what will God do about calling the fake moon landing the greatest event since creation? I think the truth may very well come out. And yeah, what will happen? Maybe the dollar will crash. Maybe the stock market will crash. But if we don't expose the truth, it's like having gangrene and just letting the limb stay attached to the body. Right. You know, we have to acknowledge the truth. When Orwell said, whoever controls the past controls the future, the Mm -hmm. criminals control the past. They're saying in the past the moon missions were real when they certainly were not. And if they keep getting away with controlling the past, then those criminals are controlling our future. And that's very, very dangerous. So until the moon landing fraud comes out, we will never have honest government. So it has to come out. Otherwise, we do. If it comes out, a lot of other things will come out, too. Yeah, it could be the finger out of the dike. And yeah. even though the faking of the moon landing killed fewer people than 9-11, it's not burned in their hearts like a positive thing like 9-11 is. Because whoever did that, 3,000 people are dead. And whoever killed Kennedy, the guy is still dead. Right, but this is right. a positive lie. This is, this is telling someone there is no Santa Claus. I remember when I found out there was no Santa Claus. I was six years old. And I cried and I cried for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And if the American public finds out they held ticker tape parades for these guys and gave them medals of honor for lying about the greatest event in human history, about something that was in every TV station and every newspaper, I think they'll react differently than they would just finding out, well, who was the murderer? of 9-11, and who was the murderer of JFK? This is different. This is a positive lie, and taking that away, I think, is going to have a different reaction. I think it will be the finger out of the dike. Maybe it will cause cause the collapse of America, like the news director at NBC said. He refused to broadcast it. The NBC News agreed twice that this proves they didn't go to the moon and they once refused to broadcast it for fear of civil unrest. And the second time they refused to broadcast it because of threatening phone calls from the United States government. That's what they told me. So maybe it would shake up the U.S. Maybe that's a good thing. I mean, the first news director said he agreed it proved they didn't go to the moon, but if he broadcast it, it would cause the end of the federal government. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> if we show how corrupt the federal government is, it will bring down the corrupt federal government. Isn't that what's supposed to happen? Yeah, yeah sounds like a good reason for a real ticker tape parade. There you go. I, I mean, the faking of the moon landing is more significant historically than if they'd actually gone. And right. this truth, This important historical truth is being withheld from the public and being withheld from the betterment of mankind who will be stuck in this degraded state until the truth comes out. I noticed on one of your recent interviews that you were saying you were still able to put this stuff on YouTube. Is that still the case or are you banned from there? Well, when I put up the confession video of the son saying his father you know, was chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base. He did tell him that he faked the moon landing. Uh, it was dub- it was doubling views every 24 hours, and then suddenly it stopped. And then suddenly there was a warning label on there, you know, don't listen to this guy, we really went to the moon. Now, if I'm going around saying Mickey Mouse was the first president, not George Washington, do you really think there'd be all these videos to reassure the public that George Washington was really the first president? No, but there's I think all that these would be videos. 
There's all these videos to reassure us that the moon landings are real. Don't listen to the critics because it's the straw man that needs to be propped up. If they take down the video, they're only admitting that I'm correct. So they have to leave it up there, but they don't promote it. For example, okay, I, I, I put up on my own channel the famous, you know, me being punched by Buzz Aldrin video. I have mm-hmm. over 50,000 subscribers. It's been up there for seven years and has gotten less than a half a million views. Now, another guy with less than 200 subscribers puts it up for 30 days. And because he's pro moon landing, and uses it to ridicule me, it gets 2 million views in 30 days. So how can it get 2 million views in 30 days on a channel with less than 200 subscribers simply because he says the moon landings are real, and a guy with 50,000 subscribers gets less than a half a million views in seven years? Oh, because he says the moon landings are fake. I think there's partiality being shown somewhere along the way, right? Right. And who would care? Unless they're the people who fake the moon landing, because it's a it's a fact that Google YouTube was founded by the Defense Department and that they use taxpayer dollars for that. So, you know, it's like the inventor of the medicine that everyone's being tricked into taking. You would think the inventor of this never before tried on humanity medicine, that he would be on every news program in the world talking about the medicine that everyone's taking. No, whenever he's on there talking about it, they take him down because he's warning people not to take it. Right. And he's the inventor of it. Right. So if they're taking down the truth, then what is left up there? Lies, right? How about that? So what's the strategy for getting the most people aware of what you found out? I mean, because really what you're saying is if it spreads far enough, then it could change, the, like reach a tipping point in the awareness and consciousness of humanity. Yeah, I don't know if there's time to do that. Probably some meteor is going to hit before then, and then no one will care whether they fake the moon landing or not. However... I've done all the research, both in my movie and in my book, and it's very simple to read it or watch the movie at sabrell.com. You can pass that along. People can see the movie for free at that website. It's a great movie. It's called Something Something Happened to Me on the Way to the Moon. A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Yeah, that was the one financed by someone who builds rockets for NASA, who knows it's fake. We gave us a million dollars to expose it. It contains classified footage of fake photography proven beyond a doubt. They never left Earth right. orbit. You can see it for free at Sabrell.com. It's a I great sent, video. Yeah. I sent the film to every member of Congress. I personally cost <laughs> me a couple of thousand dollars. I sent the, the film to every member of Congress in the Senate. Heard back did from two of them. Two. Right? What did they say? And Thank of course, you. nothing. Yeah. And nothing was done about it, of course. Right. I mean, the U.S. Intelligence Committee on Assassination in 1975 conclusively proved there was a second gunman of the Kennedy assassination. Okay, they proved that. Then why is it a murderer of a president of the United States who is still at large? Number one on the FBI's most wanted list. Well, he's not mentioned there, is he? You know, and the fact that Supreme Court justices are being blackmailed, no investigation. Uh, We we like it that way. Okay, you know, it's just amazing how corrupt the government is. Three thousand architects and engineers say planes did not bring down the buildings. We should know we build buildings like that. No one does anything about it. A guy confesses. I was there when they filmed the faking of the moon landing at Cannon Air Force Base. It's in my book. Nothing is done about it. I mean, it's largely because the media is run by the people who run the CIA and the media is supposed to do stories on government corruption, but they don't do that anymore. They only repeat what the government tells them, which is all propaganda, right? So most of the world is being mind controlled at the moment. Yeah, that's what television is. It's mind control, programming, TV programming. Right. Yeah. The truth is right there in the words and, and subliminal frequencies, I'm sure, too. Yeah, they don't even really need that. They probably have that, but they don't even need it. I mean, I see a pizza commercial. You know, it's I want I want a pizza. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. they really don't yeah, need true. that. True. And, uh, you know, that it was 90 percent of Americans were against entering World War Two. But as soon as Pearl Harbor happened, 
boy, they were enraged and 90% were for it. And they needed the same thing during the Vietnam War. And so they staged an attack by the North Vietnamese on an American ship. Robert McNamara said it never happened. The CIA made it up. Right. That led to the death of 58,220 of their own people. Right. And the public can't imagine that all this stuff is fake. Yeah. And so the media, the press is supposed to be uh, criticizing the government nonstop. That's really their job. And they're doing the exact opposite. Yeah. They're a mouthpiece propaganda outlet for the people. So freedom of the press is a constitutional right and we don't have it. Correct. I mean, if the inventor of the medicine that's circulating the world is taken down off of a, quote, neutral publishing platform, then it's not neutral, is it? Right, right. And so there is that's a violation of the Constitution of freedom of the press, isn't it? Why is that being allowed? Because Congress isn't doing their job because they're being blackmailed. Why isn't the fact that Supreme Court justices being blackmailed by the NSA? Why aren't there congressional hearings about that? Well, because the people who are supposed to investigate it are the corrupt people blackmailing the Supreme Court justices, right? Right, So there's something wrong with our system. We need to get rid of it. And if it comes out that they're murdering their own people, which is a true, you know, fact that yeah. Betty Grissom said her husband was killed by the CIA, Apollo astronaut, then the government is violating their contract. And it says we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that yeah. when a government becomes destructive of that, we are to alter or abolish it. Well, life, they're murdering their own people, right? Well, we now have to ask permission to go to church, permission to go shopping, yeah. permission to do this right. and that. That's not liberty. Right. So they're right. destructive of life. They're destructive of liberty. It's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. And that's why they don't do news stories about their own crimes so that we won't do that. Right? Exactly. And there's no emergency clause where if an emergency is declared, you lose your rights. Of course that, not. That, that can't happen. Even, yeah. even if a pandemic or something is real, they can't take away rights that come from God. Well, I mean, I did a statistical analysis. You're more likely to die in a car crash on the way to church than you are from uh, catching an infectious disease at church, right? Right. But I'm saying even if the disease had a 90% kill rate and it was real, they can't take away your God-given rights. Right. It's your decision whether you want to take that chance or not. It's your decision. They can make a suggestion. Yeah, exactly. More people die in car crashes on the way to church than catching illnesses from people at church. So why doesn't the government make cars illegal? Because it's your decision whether you take that chance. Actually, they're moving in that direction and trying to satisfy that, too. Because what they want, the 5G will support driverless cars, or at least it's supposed to. The issue is we have to ask permission from somebody wearing a uniform to do everything. Well, that's slavery. Right. Well, the driverless cars will be programmed. Yeah. Driverless cars will be programmed of where you're allowed to go. Well, I doubt if we even survive that far <laughs> into the future. Yeah, the, True. Maybe that's too optimistic. Huh? Yeah. So since we're almost out of time here, one of your motives, as I understand it from our discussion, is that you'd like as many people to know about the faking of the moon landing as possible. So we need to promote the book and the website with the great videos on it and things like that. But you're also starting a new project. What is it and how do the two tie together? Well, they don't tie together. I don't want them tied together. Part of the, the book is to put this behind me. I mean, okay. this kind of derailed my career as a filmmaker for 20 years. I prefer... Right writing and making films of a fictional nature, of an inspirational nature. When I realized it is a fact, they faked the moon landing. It's an important historical truth for us to know in order to have honest government in the future. I made the movie and ended up, you know, derailing my career for about two decades. Okay. Uh, One of the last clips that you'll show is my little song summarizing this fact. I want to get back to making inspirational films and hopefully we'll make my first feature film this summer, not related to the moon landing fraud and and of an inspirational story. 
And so that's what I plan to do. The book is really a record for my thoughts on the subject, seeing how I ended up being so intertwined in this. And fortunately, before the publication of the book, we have an eyewitness, Cyrus Eugene Akers, who was at Cannon Air Force Base, who confessed not only did he eyewitness the moon landing fraud, but he also said that he murdered a co-worker to keep it a secret. Wow. And... You don't make that stuff up when you're dying and trying to get right with God. He said, I murdered another person at the base because he was going to go to the public and tell the public that we faked the moon landing because he thought it was morally wrong. And either President Johnson ordered him to kill him or as the chief of security, he did it of his own initiative. But he got that off his chest as he was dying. And he said the reason why he killed him was to cover up the moon landing fraud. And all of this is in my book, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, a backstory of my adventures with the CIA being drugged and kidnapped, the deathbed confession of Cyrus Eugene Akers, and the death threats his son received recently just for telling me this story his father told him. This is the government, the world that we have. You can see all of these films for free at sabrell.com. And if you want to hear me read the audio book, I do it. And it's in Kindle or print. You can get your own copy. And my new podcast coming up, there's a link for it at sabrell.com to join and hear my new podcast, which exposes what's really going on in the world on a weekly basis. Uh, And uh, that's called Bart Sabrell's Box Escape, starting Mm -hmm. March 5th. Sounds great. So that's only a few days away for the start. Yep. Neat. Do you want to say anything about the movie that's upcoming? You know what it's going to be? and the, Well, the no, not really. I'd rather for it to be a surprise and for it to not have anything to do with my adventures in the moon landing fraud. I want to put that okay. behind me. Anyone wants to you know, look at that in the future, they can read my book, which has 16 interactive video clips to back okay. up everything that I'm saying. You can see the clips for free at sabrell.com. Hopefully, I'll just make feature films from now on. And if anyone says, well, what about this moon landing stuff? I'll say, go read the book. That's yeah, what exactly. It's yeah. It's, com- it's complete in itself. And yeah. the website is, website is great. I just came from there, too. Yeah, just so. my last name, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, Sabrell.com. Okay. And if you wanted to summarize the message after this whole conversation of what you would like people to absorb and to impact their life, what would you tell well, them? What do you want them to know? When I found the classified footage of fake photography, like I said, I just wept quietly. It dawned on me, this is the world that we live in, where the yeah. country that claims to be the hero of everybody is really a villain. They faked the greatest accomplishment of mankind and had the audacity to call it the greatest event since creation. I think this represents a spiritual struggle of truth and lies, good and evil that's going on. The faking of the moon landing is a profound event in human history. It shows us how juvenile we are, how criminal we are, and what liars we all are. And Mm -hmm. the truth about that needs to come out. We need to know that we have this cancer in order to be cured from it. So the moon landing fraud has to come out to give us hope of ever having true representative, honest government in the future. Because if they keep lying and saying it's real when it wasn't, then they can never be trusted again. Are you saying that that is a reflection of the consciousness of the general population? Because you said we have to realize how dishonest we are, whereas these rulers are taking us into our death. Is, Is it because it reflects our own consciousness? Yes. I mean, I called Buzz Aldrin a liar, a coward, and a thief. But I've been a liar, a coward, and a thief. We all have. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. No one is good, not even one. The faking of the moon landing and the murder of people to cover it up is just proof how lost of a world and lost of a race we are. We need to admit our mistakes in order to be forgiven and to improve. Cyrus Eugene Akers admitted he was a murderer right before he died to hopefully get right with God on Judgment Day. And then he went on to say the reason why he killed somebody, was to cover up the moon landing fraud. You can read all about this in my book at sabrell.com. Sounds great. 
and then to to be up on up to date when the movie comes out and your movies after that best way is through your podcast and your website or is there yeah, just, any- everything i'll be doing in the future uh will be at com. okay sounds great bart i really appreciate it and you're doing great work and i think if when people absorb what your message is it comes down to their own life you know be an example of what you feel what you believe in Don't drop the hypocrisy stop being dishonest and live up to whatever you believe. And yeah, and like, Kennedy uh, admitted mistakes. He made yeah. mistakes, and he said so, and became all the more popular because of it. Politicians right. him cover up their mistakes. So admitting your mistake is the right way to go. Exactly. Okay. Well, I hope you'll come back and let us know how things are going. All righty. Um, thank you, Richard. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Okay, you guys, it's nice to be back with you again. That was Bart Sabrell. I hope you enjoyed the interview and getting an insight into what he's up to. And the reason that the moon landing uh, being faked is really relevant to what's happening in the world today. And since we want to post this on all the platforms, I won't go into much detail about that, but you're aware of it. We've got a lot of great independent news sources now, several of which are mentioned at lostartsradio.com. And uh, it's pretty much up to us, as Bart was talking about. Our our rulers, our leaders are not um, doing the job that they're supposed to. Uh, they're not honest. They're basically running the world with a network of mafias that are controlling governments with the basic mafia strategy of, um, gee, it would be too bad if anything happened to your family, and uh, it would be really a better choice for you to take all the perks, take the money, take all the benefits of doing whatever we say, vote the way we tell you on the bills that you don't have to read, and everything will be great and you'll be a success. And um, most people can't do anything about that because they don't want anything bad to happen to themselves or their family. And the only thing I can see, you know, because, you know, as far as a uh, remedy for all that, since Bart himself was saying that the fake moon landing is relevant to so much else in society right now, is to change the awareness, the consciousness of all of us. Because it's like the bumper sticker that we've talked about so many times during the Vietnam War when I was in the university. And they said, um, what if they gave a war and nobody came? What if the police wouldn't beat up people? against ethics, against morality? What if the rulers wouldn't follow the bosses who were of the mafia network that we talked about? What if the people in the media said, I can't lie about this news story. I can't mislead the public. I'm responsible for that. And they start to wake up. And what if the people in government are the same way and the people in Hollywood and the people working for the medical system and the public health officers and all of these people in important power positions, if they start to wake up and become conscious that we're responsible for what we do, we can't just say, well, we had no choice, and, you know, everything is understandable because we're imperfect, and this is just what happened. There's a responsibility that we carry to do the best we can and to try to wake up from the trance that is covering the whole planet right now. And we've got a population walking around, all of us acting like zombies, lost in our cell phones, walking along the street, and uh, not appreciating and respecting and loving each other, which would put an end to the whole thing. So that's the only thing I can see for us to do. Wake up, change consciousness, become aware of our connection to God, and live up to whatever it is we believe in real life. So I'm encouraging you to do that however you can. It's much more important than trying to convince and argue with people to believe what you want them to believe. It's just words, and a lot of times it gets people to just start arguing. But if you carry a different frequency, a different vibration, a different energy in you, all during the life, that is basically your prayer of how you're behaving, what you're thinking of everybody else, 
the energy that you're sharing. If that changes, anything's possible, even this late in the game. So I'm encouraging us to do that. And that's why we started our group, planetaryhealingclub.com. You're welcome there if you want to join us, which is a supportive group of having the intent and the action to actually put this stuff into practice. But do it on your own if you'd rather do that or with some other group, but but do it, you know, make the change in yourself. Because that's, unless you have another idea for how we can, you know, put everything else together, and, and even the people that recommend mass peaceful non-compliance, which I think is a really great idea, is a natural outcome of a changed consciousness. Because if you care about the responsibility that you hold for everything that comes out of you, you can't comply with um, immoral orders of any kind, no matter what position in the world you're in. And you can't speak to people with no respect or love for them, no matter who they are. So, take it seriously. Our time matters. And I don't know how much of it we've got left in this chapter. But let's use it well. And hopefully we'll be able to start interviews regularly again. Um, I feel like my voice isn't back to normal fully from what I went through, but it it might be kind of workable for the moment, and it's getting better. Uh, we've got a lot of incredible people waiting to be interviewed right now, and we're going to start uh, calling them up as quickly as possible. So stay tuned at lostartsradio.com. And the main thing you can do for us is Take good care of yourself, honor yourself, appreciate yourself, and don't let yourself just fall into wasting your time and letting yourself fall apart. It's not a good not a good plan. You're really important. You have massive power can come through you if you connect to your source. And uh, don't think of God as something far away from you. Be a channel for what you want to come through you. And if a number of us do that, it can spread, it will spread, and we still have time. So, I really appreciate you. Thanks for being here, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. Talk to you soon. Sixty-five, Grandma Ruth said never lie So key to life was only truth Listen to Grandma, old, old Ruth In the Bible, Ruth refused to go Till the truth she was to know Great God, man said truth to be Would loose my chain, said me I grew up dreaming to tell my stories Of fancy tales of angelic glory Instead I trained to rail my truth My dear old grandma, old, old She said the truth was worth the die To beat old Satan, to beat his lies I left my dreams to fight for truth And dear old grandma Old, old Ruth Funny thing, my first big film Loved and hated like the heat of a kiln Heroes some, others wish dead Hard, hard success, hard, hard head Astronauts wild, I never flinched My armor was the truth I pinched Nervous now that I was groovy Sweaty palms just watching that movie I grew up dreaming to tell my stories Of fancy tales of angelic glory And send my train to rail my truth My dear old grandma, old, old Ruth She said the truth was worth to die To beat old Satan, to beat his lies I left my dreams to fight for truth And dear old grandma, old, old Ruth 
punched in the face for facing this life of the human race. Some say patriot, some say traitor. Guess it depends on historical speculators. Astronaut sons of the CIA to take my life far, far away. Instead, the curse fell on his head at 26. He's stone cold dead. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed my truth by dear old grandma, old old Ruth. She said the truth was worth the die to beat old Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth, a dear old grandma, old old Truthful shoot, then someday when I am old, they'll tell my story I long ago told. Except now they'll say instead of Ruth, Bart's the grandpa of this old truth. Not really true, 'twas Bill before me, and Jesus, my brother, waiting for me in glory. I grew up dreaming to tell my stories of fancy tales of angelic glory. Instead, my train derailed my truth by dear old grandma, old old Ruth. She said the truth was worth the die to beat old Satan, to beat his lies. I left my dreams to fight for truth and dear old grandma, old old Ruth. Like dear old grandma, old. Love dear old grandpa, old old.